Welcome to the Charlotte Shields Coaching Podcast. I have real answers from real spouses of how to uplevel your marriage, even if you've lost hope. You can be the spouse you want to be, and you'll feel appreciated, cared for, and desired again. Let's create your marriage miracle. It's simple, but not easy. Nothing worth having ever is. Stick around to learn what it takes to create the marriage you've always dreamed of. Hey y'all, this is scary. Guess what? I am just going to wing it today for my podcast. I always write it out. It takes me a few hours. I'm really careful about what I write down. And I had a crazy week. Just yesterday, my dad is turning 90 on October 2nd. Shout out to my dad. And we, as a family, went out to help him. It's a two-hour drive, two-and-a-half-hour drive to his house and two-and-a-half-hour drive back. And we stayed and helped him uh, with his yard and his home. Well, our family and a bunch of my siblings and all the grandkids and even a bunch of little, not-so-helpful, great-grandkids. So anyway, I got back late yesterday and I have not had time to do this podcast, but you guys know that I keep promises to myself and to the Lord. So I am going to tell you what's been going on in my life, just winging it and talk about a little bit about the miracles that we have seen in our life and in our marriage. So you know that I interviewed Tia Smith, it's podcast number 38. And if you are interested in that podcast, go back and listen it's amazing. Um, but I started going to her Institute class that she mentioned in her podcast over at USU and in her, her class, she asked this question, do you ever ask who needs my help today? And a bunch of kids, YSA kids raise their hands. And then she said, do you ever ask who on the other side of the veil needs your help today? And no hands went up. Well, my sister, as she was listening to this, to to say this, she had the spirit just hit her really strong that she needed to ask who on the other side of the veil needs my help today. So she went home and in the middle of the night, she got a name that was like on a whiteboard. She saw a last name and it was um, spelled out for her. And it's a name she couldn't even pronounce. And And in the morning, she thought she was crazy. And she, in the morning, she went and looked to see if that name was in our family line. And it actually was, it was in my dad's line and it's 22 people who need all their ordinances done. And this is on the family line, my dad's pioneer stock from the church. So we all thought the work was done, but she ended up finding this whole family of 22 people that need all their ordinances done and was so I told you, I think a couple podcasts ago, she was having a really hard time with her identity and kind of, kind of having a faith crisis and, and, um, not feeling like heavenly father, you know, was speaking to her or that she was getting any help from him. And so this experience changed her life and she's been doing this ordinance work with her husband and, and they just feel like the people that they're doing the work for are so happy. So I told Jeff, my husband about this. I told him um, how my sister got a name and you know, you guys, I've been doing lots of work on trying to receive revelation. This has been something since I started reading Tia's book six months ago um, that I have really been working on. So I have, you know, 
that I'll tell you her pattern. And this is what I've been working on. Now, you know, that the past podcast, I told you what I do every morning. So, you know, that I already read my scriptures every morning as a routine that I pray that I, um, I, and one of hers is fast. One of the things you're supposed to do, they're actually one, two, three, four, five, six things, no, seven things that you do. And so it's scriptures, prayer, I fast and daily repentance. Those are the four that are in this pattern that she's found in order to receive revelation. And the things I wasn't doing was I wasn't after I pray, listen, sit and listen to what God has to say to me, write it down. And I also was not doing family history, which she said is the secret sauce to receiving revelation, having the heavens opened to you. So anyway, I've been doing all these things and working really hard. I, um, but I told Jeff about this and that night he went to sleep praying. If someone on the other side of the veil needs a name. And when he woke up, he called me and because he was at work, he goes to work really early. And he said, I got a name and I looked it up and it's in our family line. And it's a man who needs a lot of work done. And I've looked further in his family and they need a lot of work done. And so he got a name and I wasn't jealous. Okay. A teeny bit, but like, I was so happy for him. And he also felt God's love for him and trust in him with giving him this information. So we've been able to do some of this man's work and part of his line, and we have more to do, but how exciting is this? We can actually receive revelation. Joseph Smith in, um, in our, this is his quote. There was nothing made known to these men, but what will be made known to all the saints of the last days, as soon as they are prepared to receive it. Um, God's no respecter of persons. And that's what I've learned from Tia more than anything. He wants to bless all of us with revelation, not just for our ancestors, but for our lives in our own lives personally. So let me tell you a little bit more about that. I have also been led to read a couple of Wendy Watson Nelson's books. So she's the prophet's wife and I keep buying more and more of her books, partly because she's a, she was a family and marriage therapist for 30 something years. So she knows what she's talking about. She's also the prophet's wife. Um, pretty cool that what the first one I bought of hers was called covenant keepers I felt impressed to buy it. It was $20 on Amazon. I got it. It was a teeny book and pretty thin. And I was disappointed. I was like, wait, like I just paid $20 for that, but it's gold. Like every page is amazing. And as I was reading it, I had my spirit just, it just lit a fire in me to do family history work, which if you know me, you know, that's the last thing on the planet I've ever wanted to do. I used to tell my husband, I cannot believe how do people work in a temple or how do they go on missions on temple missions? Um, that would be so hard for me. Like, it sounds like not my thing. And anyway, what happened was I, the first, the second book I bought was the heavens are open also by Wendy W. Nelson. This is in her later years. And I will tell you that she has given me some more insight. And I feel like everything that Tia said she says in her book, she repeats, and then she has a huge, like last chapter just on family history work. And she quotes the prophet and saying, nothing opens the heavens quite like 
the combination of increased purity, exact obedience, earnest seeking, daily feasting on the words of Christ, interestingly, in the Book of Mormon, and regular time committed to temple and family history work. She says the revelations are real, and each one of us can experience them for themselves. And she also says that at one point, the prophet came in spontaneously and just said to her, did you know that you can receive revelation exactly the same as I'm receiving it for yourself? And she said, I'd already known that, but it was kind of awesome to hear him say that to me. So that just tells us we, God's no respecter persons, we can all get help in our lives. So this brings me to this past week. It was probably the roughest week that I've had in my marriage since I felt like it was fixed. Um, and this whole family history piece and feeling the windows open in that way and feeling the spirit more in our family. We've also been doing a bunch of baptisms that my kids have been finding online and of our ancestors and have a pretty, a pretty big goal of what we want to do as far as them being able to do baptisms and finding names on Sundays that we can do each week. So anyway, we were having marriage troubles again and the same issues were coming up. And I thought we'd resolve them and we'd come to meet in the middle in like a good place, but it, it's been coming up again. And the, the, I guess what we'd figured out would work is not satisfactory anymore and it's not working. And so I was struggling and I was praying and I, because I've been working so hard on receiving revelation I've been able to start feeling like I am able to hear the cadence of God's voice, just like Tia said we can do. So this has been like six months in coming, but I wasn't going to budge as far as meeting in the middle. And it didn't seem like my husband was going to budge either. And this is a complex issue that we have in our marriage. And it's been really hard to navigate. And it's an issue that you can't just go and read up on and figure out what to do about so I've known he needs more support, but how, how am I supposed to support him? An amazing solution came to my mind through revelation this week. I just sat and wrote and it was nothing that I've ever thought of. I mean, completely way out there. And so after I wrote it, I actually, my husband was at work and I copied and pasted what I'd gotten and I sent it to him at work and I was just kind of not sure how he was going to take it. I was thinking, I don't know if this is going to be a good thing that I said or not, but it came from God. So hopefully it's a good thing. And he texted me back from work and he said, thank you so much for your love and support. You are such a kind and thoughtful wife. This email means so much to me. I appreciate all you're doing to help me. Your willingness to put so much effort to help me feel loved and accepted is so Christ-like. Involving God as we navigate this is so important. I am so blessed to have you in my life. So this was coming off of probably the hardest week we've had in our marriage. And I was just floored that we had this answer and it's working and it's helping so much. And so he came home from work and he discussed it for like an hour or two. And he was like, I cannot believe that you came up with that solution. And how have we never thought of this before? 
And I said, I didn't come up with it. (laughs) It was God who came up with it. So this is a superpower. You want this, you want revelation in your life. You need to do whatever it takes to get more of hearing God's voice for anything in your marriage, including if you should even stay married or not stay married. I was told to stay married. I got an answer straight from God after 10 years of praying, trust him in his process. We were separating and my husband and I were going to go our separate ways. And I was looking for apartments for him to move out into. And he was going down to get his suitcases. And the spirit told us both that that was not the right answer for us. Now I have a lot of wonderful, amazing women that I know, probably some of the most amazing women that I look up to pretty, pretty much more than anyone. And every single one of them, except for a couple has been divorced. And so that's not maybe the path for you. And it's not wrong if divorce is your path either. I know you're here because maybe you've had marriage problems or you are continuing to have marriage problems. And so I will never, I could never tell you what to do, but guess who knows way better than you do? God, he knows way better what to do. And his answers are way, way better than our answers. I also want to talk a little bit about mantras. You guys know, I love mantras and I love visualizing and I love trying to manifest what I want in my life. My nightly prayer is always thank you, but it's in, if I want to ask for something, I say, thank you for something ahead of time. Like I say, thank you that my son got a wonderful job. Thank you that my, my daughter is going to have a healthy and happy little baby. Thank you. And that is what my prayers sound like. And I only do a gratitude prayer in the evenings because I notice that when I don't just make it gratitude, I end up throwing in a lot of things that I need because all of us as humans are coming from a place of lack most of the time and scarcity instead of abundance and grateful and being thankful and, and feeling blessed. So I found just one prayer day. Okay. I'm just doing thanks. That's it. So that is what I've done. And what I've learned is you guys know, I've been doing mantras and voicemails on my phone. So whatever I feel like I get, I'll say like, I love and accept you Shari or things like that in my voicemails, voice memos that I really want to believe things that I want to believe. So let me tell you about what my voicemails have started to become now. Very powerful revelation straight from God. And I'm telling you, my mantras, my things that I've made up or that I think feel like really might help me. They're powerful. And if you keep listening to them, I promise they help. They've helped tons of clients as well. But if you're getting it straight from God, if you feel like what you are getting is coming from him, my mantras one day, I believe on the next day, I'm like, Oh my word, I don't believe that at all. But when it comes from God, it's so much more powerful. It's like 10 times in your mantras. If you can say, God told me this. And I am going to, because I forget everything I, if it's powerful and I want to remember it, I read that revelation that I wrote down into my phone and I listen to it when I'm driving around and guess what? It's just way more powerful. You don't deny it. You don't question it. You don't wonder if it's really true. You don't maybe half believe it. Some of the time it's just true. So it's powerful. So I hope that in this quick and very off the cuff podcast today, that 
you have sensed the importance of receiving personal revelation in your life to completely change your marriage. You will know what to do. Heavenly Father knows so much better than you do what will work, what will help, what will what little thing you could change that can make a difference. He you may end up going to the temple just by yourself. That's fine. Almost all the work I did, I did on my own. And I still continue to do quite a bit on my own. But just ask yourself the question, who do I want to be? What kind of spouse do I want to be? Pull your spouse, your spouse out of the equation. It doesn't matter what they're doing, what they're saying, how they're acting, the all the things, because you want to be who you want to be. This life is for you to decide who you want to be and where you want to be after this life. And so live according to keeping promises to yourself and to God. And don't worry about what anybody else is doing because that's not important. Just be who Heavenly Father wants you to be and who you want to be. And strangely, your spouse will start to change, even though that's not what you're after. You're really not. But when you start to change your heart, when you have a broken heart and a contrite spirit and you're humble and you're willing to change and you're willing to ask, what's my part in this? Everything will start to change. It's really hard for a spouse to be mean to you when you're not being mean to them anymore at all. It's really hard for them. So anyway, that's all I've got for you today. Have a great week. Remember to seek and expect miracles that I really do believe that as Wendy Nelson said, the heavens are open and the covenant keepers, which is her other book that I loved. She said right on the cover, unlocking the miracles God wants for you. That's how we do it. So have the best week guys, and we'll see you next time.